I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this is a Couple Games Gaming Podcast. We're excited to talk about our recent plays of the week. It's been a really busy week playing games, so we can't wait to share all the different games we played this week and who we played them with. And we're also going to do a challenge update. We won't be hitting on a main topic this week. We'll pick up with topics again next week. We're going to get things started off by talking about our recent plays this week. And we thought it would be fun to intro each game with the winner of that game. So, Michelle, would you like to start us off? Yes. So, the first game that I won this week, well, and it's actually the first time I've ever won this game, was Paris. Yes, we played Paris on Monday night, and that's one we've talked about in the past, where it's it's two-player only. It's kind of tetris It's It's short, so you can get a lot of plays in, but it was the first time that I won, and now we kind of have this theory we're testing out. Every time that Zach won, he was always the blue player, and I was the orange player. But this week, I was the blue player. So now we have this theory that it's possible that maybe only the blue player wins. I don't it's know. It's true. The blue player is 5-0. and oh. Yes. So we need to keep playing. I want to play again with the blue player so I can see if this, this happens again. And if anyone else has played this and you have a different outcome, we'd love to hear what it was or, you know, how often or if you have, have you, if you've noticed anything with that, because the tiles aren't identical. Like, I don't feel like each one is exactly the same. I, I bet they are. I haven't looked at them. We haven't like close. We haven't compared, but they're, I think they're the same for each color. Now it it was kind of difficult switching from blue to orange because I had to, I was, you know, I had trained myself for four games on what to focus on and switching it up. You think that's why you lost? No, because you were also probably in the same boat there, so. So, yeah, we still love Paris. We still keep playing that pretty much every week since we've gotten it. And so that was just our little update on Paris. Right. What's a game that you won this week? So the first game I won this week was My Little Scythe. We played this. We also played this Monday. I think we played it right before Paris. And My Little Scythe is the watered-down version or kids' version of Scythe, which Scythe was on my top ten. And it's it's a big game where you, you have mechs and everything, but that's Scythe. So My Little Scythe is you only control two animal characters. Mm-hmm. And you're moving around the board... Uh, resources are generating on the board popping up and i like how you just had to roll dice to generate the resources inside it's really complicated and it takes i feel like it takes so long to accumulate and then everything's really expensive in my little side i never felt stuck like i never felt like there wasn't something i couldn't do because there were there was always an opportunity and this game's really 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 cute like, we talk about cute games a lot, I know, but this game is extra cute. It's very cute. The board is very colorful, and then the resources are apples or gems. Mm-hmm. And you use the apples to make pies? You can use the apples to make pies. You can use the gems to kind of upgrade your people. 
or your actions. Your actions so that you can move faster, move across the board uh, quick, more quickly, I guess. Or right. um, get extra, move up the track on pies faster. Like, didn't help the conversions. Yeah, the it could, yeah. It could. The upgrades could. So in this game, it's similar to Scythe and... Inside, you have six stars that you can place on this victory track. This, there's, you have four trophies instead of stars, and there's eight spaces on this board to place your trophies. The first person to place all the trophies wins, pretty much. And so, it's a race to see who could get the trophies, and the trophies are things like get 12 pies, or maybe it's 10 pies, but you like Michelle was saying, you bake the pies or get 10 friendship, which you get friendship by placing when you generate resources. Michelle was saying you roll a die. You get to pick where the resources go, depending on the die roll. If you place them where your opponent is, you get friendship. So you get to go up the track. So I liked how you, there was more opportunity to help each other in this game. Inside, it's like every man for himself fighting each other battling each other yeah this one was a lot friendlier it's a lot friendlier and it was it was more relaxing too yeah i wasn't just like stressed out about how i'm gonna get this and how i'm gonna move here and how i'm gonna bite battle this person it was just okay i can move here i can roll some dice i can collect resources yeah so i know it's not a very intense game and there is there is like a combat like there's pie fights which so you can you go into somebody's space and when you do that you have a pie fight with them so you can spin the pies that you have to basically kick them out of the space and then if they had resources there now you control the resources so there is a little bit of yeah conflict or confrontation but you lose friendship if you do that too mm. and so and you're trying to deliver the resources too and there's also quest markers on the board where you're trying to go grab those and oh yeah the little spell cards forgot about those i think those were you do those with the combat but the little quest the the token quest yeah looks like a little map but anything else on my little side i really liked it i know you've been trying to get me to play it yeah for a really long time and i don't know why we just hadn't at first i really wasn't that interested in it and now i mean i like it a lot better than i thought i would and i i'm like excited to play again yeah and it's one i bought for my niece and nephew a year or two ago because it was it was on sale and I was like, well, this is just something cool and the pieces look cool, so maybe they'll just play with it. I don't know if they'll play with the board game or not. And they haven't played with the board game. They played with the pieces, though. And my sister, she she said she tried to break it out and she thought it was too complicated, but I didn't think it was that complicated. But no. she's also not a board game person either. Yeah, and I mean, you've looked up rules before. It's I think it's important to... Try and learn a game not right when you're about to play it. So right. I think that's a really like if you're if someone is not super into board games, then it's a lot more like it's a lot less frustrating on everyone if you've kind of taken time to read about it a little bit before either you know just like before you go to bed at night because I think that really helps. Or videos. There's tons of videos on YouTube that teach you how to play games. And so if you've done that ahead of time, then it just it makes everything else a lot easier once you actually go to set it up and play. Then you're not trying to do like two things at once, like learn and set up and 
you know, organize everyone. It's just, it's kind of breaks it down a little bit easier. Because yeah. I feel like we almost always learn how to play the game before we actually set up the game set up the game and get it out and then once we do we're like okay this makes a lot more sense because we've read about it and it just it speeds up the process and then it gets you more excited to play it because you already know something about it too yeah but that was my little scythe what's the next one that you won i won We played Quacks twice this week, and I won the first time we played with just you and I. Yeah. And we played with the new expansions, right? No. They weren't in yet. Oh, they didn't come in until Thursday. Yeah. You're right. So we just played with the the same sides of those books. We played with different sides. Okay. I was like, there's something we did different. Yeah, so each of the ingredients has basically four variations that they can be in the first couple games we played with one variation and to switch things up we went to a new variation there's Mm -hmm. still and the expansion added uh more variations too so there's at least three to five that we haven't tried yet yeah and we we played with my parents this week too we taught them how to play last night last night and they really liked it yeah, they asked to play again, but it was kind of, I think it was almost midnight. It was late. Yeah, so we, we were like, no, let's just, it's a quick game, but we were we were pretty tired. We had a big day, so. But yeah, that's really, I mean, it, I think it worked well, like, that was the first time we really taught anyone how to play it. Yeah. So I think we'll kind of get better at helping people learn it, too, but it went really well. I think it went really, we did, neither of us won. Yeah, we were, we must have been really good teachers then. Yeah. And it was the only game that I scored higher than you. Yeah, I did really bad. I drew all the bad <laughs> tokens like every time, even though I would be spending money to buy good tokens, I kept drawing all the bad ones. So it is that luck aspect of the game. But it's fun. We bought the token capsules to go over the yeah. little potion parts. Yeah, so there's basically coin capsules. People buy them to kind of preserve coins like yeah. real life coins and these will kind of give the tokens a better feel and make them last longer too yeah probably, probably help them because they're just little cardboard pieces yeah we want the they're called geek up bits they're like high quality plastic like tokens but they, they cost more than the game yeah we just couldn't bring ourselves to to do that so we just got these little coin capsules they don't won't be here for a while but we'll be excited too Actually, that's gonna take forever to put all. Yeah, we'll have to put each token in. <laughs> there, there's like what two hundred and something tokens. Yeah, there's <laughs> two hundred and fifteen tokens. So that'll It'll be take fun. us a while. That'll be fun, but that was the quacks of Quedlinburg. Yes, so I won, and then you beat me in the second game, but my parents beat both of us. Yeah. So now, what's another one that you won this week, or? Are there any more? <laughs> there's, there's two more, and I'll talk. I'll talk about this one first. Um, now let's talk about this one. Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Okay. So. So, what do you like most about this game? Probably that it's Harry Potter. That's it. 
You don't do you like the cooperative aspect of it? I do like the co- cooperative aspect of it. I it reminds me of another game that I'm going to talk about because after we played Hogwarts, I wanted to play Legendary, and I'll talk about Legendary after we talk about Hogwarts. But so Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is a cooperative deck building game. So it's a game where you're buying cards to go into you start with a deck of cards that's pretty thin and you're buying cards to go into that deck that you'll play throughout the game yes this game's really it's kind of repetitive but it's fun it we hadn't played it in a while and we were just kind of getting in a harry potter mood and this is the only harry potter game we have so it works out really well and it goes through by book right Right, so each game, they have boxes in the in the game box that say game one, game two, game three, and basically each one of those boxes is like a movie. So game one is the first movie, you know, you're fighting Coral and maybe Crab and Goyle or something, and the second one you're fighting the Basilisk and Tom Riddle. And, and we played through those almost like back to back, Right, and then we slowed was... down a lot because it gets longer every time you play the game seems to take longer yeah that's my one big negative about it is the further you go into the books or movies or whatever you want to call it you have to you don't remove villains out of the villain deck and the way to win the game is you beat all the villains and so you're just adding length to the game if that makes sense. Yeah, this one took us a long time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, we're just like doing the same thing over and over again. We got to get our lightning bolts. We got to try and strike the villains, but then they're going to take all our health away, so we have to rebuild our health. Just kind of felt repetitive, but it's also a good game that if you're kind of just not... Like, I like that if you're not super in the mood for a game, as much as, you know, we love games and I love games, sometimes I'm just like, eh, I don't really want to play something that's just going to make me even more tired than I might already be. So Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is, it's it's good. It's it's light. It's and, light. And it's still, but it's still, it keeps you on your toes guessing, like, oh gosh, we really need to kill this villain, or he's going to knock all our health away, and then another dark mark's going to come up, and it's, so it, it does, it's not too easy. It's not too easy. It is one I don't think we've lost. Hmm. So... And we're about to be on game seven, which... Is that the last one? That is the last one. And you can play it after that, too. It's not like you're destroying anything, anything like that. It's just... And you can play it, I guess, as you can mix and match things. Could you ever just only play with some of the villains? Or, like, maybe... Probably so. You would probably... So, you win by knocking out all the villains. The villains win if they capture all the locations... So maybe if you took out some villains, you could take out a location or give them a head start on the locations, like add a couple of those dark marks. Mm, okay. And so it doesn't, I don't think it says that in the rule book, or maybe it does, but I feel like that would be the way to do it. Yeah. What other Harry Potter games are we looking at? Okay, so... One just came out, and as soon as it came out, I, I ordered it, and it should be here Tuesday. It's called Harry Potter... That's so soon. I know. I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. Harry Potter House Cup Challenge. 
and it is it's a worker placement which we love worker placement games but it's each player is your one of the houses and you're just going around the school doing different tasks uh upgrading your characters do studying potions defense against dark arts things like that in order to win the house cup challenge and that's always one like we'll probably do an episode one day talking about like games that you want to see happen like themes you want to see and that's that's always been where I'm like man if they had like everybody could be like a different house like Slytherin yeah, Gryffindor talked about this before and then like now here it and is. yeah and here it is and so it's pretty interesting what house are you gonna be I think it's obvious that I'm gonna be Slytherin so because that is my house yeah yeah and I think it's obvious you're probably gonna be Gryffindor yeah, so definitely the first time we play, and then but if there's different abilities for each one, I may want to try them all out. But yeah, we just have I, to see what all it entails. I don't know if there are, but they should. Maybe that maybe they can do an expansion or something like that. But I'm excited. I really didn't know it was going to be here so soon. I didn't either, but I got a I got a notification from FedEx that something was coming from USAopoly, and that's the company that makes it. So. So we'll have to talk about that one. But that was our Harry Potter Hogwarts battle, which was the deck building game. And then we can't wait to get this new one with the House Cup Challenge that's worker placement. Yeah. So another game that I won this week, and this is a nice little update on how we feel about oh. Everdell, which was has it been probably two weeks now? Yeah, so... I think it's been two weeks since we talked about it. So two weeks since we played it too. And we played with all of the expansions this time. Yes. But we took out the whole Wonders piece of one of the expansions. So Everdell, the first time we played, we were just learning. We liked it. Second time, I still didn't really know what I was doing. But somehow I won magically. I mean, not magically, but I... You won. I won. And then the third time is just... I didn't have fun. I didn't. I was frustrated with the wonders and reading the cards wrong, which I now fully understand how to read the cards, so that's all good. And I just, the I don't know, it just wasn't flowing right for me, but I have to say that I changed my mind completely because this most recent play was the best play by far, and that extra expansion really made it a lot better. Yeah, so the Spirecrest expansion for it adds basically like a little journey track. And during the journey, it you can buy helper cards. And they're in the form of like either big animal meeples that your little animal meeples can ride. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Michelle took some good pictures of that. Then, Or they just could be cards that help you. They give you discounts on things. It just made everything... A little bit more accomplishable. Yeah. Because sometimes I felt like there's no way I'm going to be able to collect all these resources and buy this one card or this one event or this mega wonder. Like, I would spend an entire game just trying to collect enough resources to buy one thing. And I don't feel like that happened this time around. Like, these extra opportunities to get cards. And the journey track you talked about, that was just, like, going through the seasons, right? Right. How every season, you, you basically... You're already going through the seasons, like, in the game. Yeah. So it just gave you, like, a bonus, like, a bigger bonus 
when you were in winter or summer. Yeah, well, during the seasons, they were all bad, actually. During the seasons, like, we had a tornado, we had a blizzard, and maybe a flood or something. But after after you go out, there you have the opportunity to buy the big animal meeple or other cards like that. And I think you bought some, like, scoring. That was how you won. You bought that scoring card. Yes. That we didn't see. We actually thought I won. It's true. And we were cleaning up the game. And I found it, like, under her board. And I was like, hey, did you score this? And she was like, oh, no. I was like, I knew that I was asking you about those. It was a special type of card. And I had, for every one you had, you got a certain amount of additional points. Yeah, well, I think to get the points, you had to get two events is what it was. And you were like, I had a card that had to do with two events. And when we were looking at your board, we were like, no, I don't see it. And then, and... It was, if she did two events, then she got four points. And I had won by three points. And so you ended up winning by one single point. 84 to 83. Yeah. So, and what, the one thing too that I didn't realize in this game was those little personal boards. How much I thought they made this big difference, even though they really don't with the playing of the game. It's just an aesthetic yeah, but just it organizes your cards better, and then I had a better spot for my little resources. I don't know. I just I felt like we should have played with that from the beginning. Yeah, we also played with the player powers from Belfair too. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't we play with those before? I didn't want to overwhelm you. We should have played with those early on. I liked the player powers because I was a squirrel, and I got to get wood like no other like I could just basically collect wood like four at a time no big deal and then I could trade it too for other resources yeah so that made the resource problem a lot less frustrating so see we should have used that well after after we ran into that problem the net I was like we should play that okay so do you think that the original game in Belfair should just be one game probably but they probably split it up just because they didn't want to they didn't want it to be overwhelming but it's, for new people. It, it's almost worse because you, you don't have any ability to do anything. Like, to me, I think the Belfair expansion in the original game should just be what, the game, the base game. Because well. it's just, <laughs> it's all this stuff that you just were like, we needed this to begin with. Yet, you made it really hard to get, yeah, I don't know, like, no, you don't think so? I, I, I see where you're coming from, but at the same time... Well, like, for people that don't know about this game, it's one game and then there's three expansions? There's three expansions. That's a lot. Kind of unnecessary. That's in one video I watched. It's like, you should have just made your first game better if you needed three expansions. Well, one one video I watched, this guy was speculating, but he was like, I played with all three, and I think they designed the game with all three, all of this in mind, and then when it came down to making an affordable, producible copy, they were like, let's trim this, let's trim this, let's trim this. Hmm. And so, which I could totally see that, and it was neat. It's neat because the expansions, like, each have a board, and they they fit kind of seamlessly. I mean, that's easy to go back and do, but, yeah, you know. I think just definitely the original and Belfair should have just been 
the base game. Because there's really not much that that one does besides give each person a player board, give player abilities, and something with the events. It adds another event that we you can accomplish. And it adds that market that you can... Uh, the market, yeah. Yeah. Get more resources that way, too. Which, again, like without that, like the game sucks. Well... Like if you just got if you just got regular Everdell, zero expansions, you're not gonna like it. I don't know. It's it's a highly rated game and <laughs> by itself. By itself, yes. I disagree. Okay. I think you need that, all that's, the that's a hot take. <laughs> I think you need all the things or it's just it's like why even buy it? Don't, I'm don't unless you're gonna go all out. I'm it. in the camp to where expansions make the games better not everyone thinks that a lot of people if they like a game they're like why would i mess with it why would i add anything to it where if i like a game i would i would if i like a game and an expansion comes out i'm probably gonna buy it without thinking about like i'll look at it but i'll probably give it the benefit of the doubt we'll have to talk about another week where um expansions that i don't like because this one i I do. It's so necessary that it makes the original game. Uh, I wouldn't play it like, yeah. unless we had the expansions. Even if we were teaching someone new, it'd be like, no, we're still playing with Welfare. <laughs> like it's there. It should have just been in the game to begin with. And, but there's another game I'm thinking of that we'll wait to talk about that I really don't like the expansion, and I think it just messes everything up. Okay, but for now, that was our redo of Everdell. Hold on, I want to bring up that one. Okay. Sorry, deviating. It's Western Legends. You don't like the expansion of no, Western Legends? I don't. Really? Interesting. There's another expansion coming out soon. Are you already buying it? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I'm going to look to see what it adds. We'll talk about Western Legends another, another week. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of that expansion. We'll see. But... Back to our... Back recently. to our list... So that was Everdell that we were talking about. The next one that I won, which Michelle did not play, was Legendary. And this is Marvel Legendary. Legendary is actually a whole line. They have Alien, they Legendary Alien. They have Legendary, maybe even Predator. They have Legendary Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They have all kinds of IPs. Marvel Legendary, though, is probably their biggest. It's a deck-building game similar to Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle, and that's it, it's kind of like why I wanted to play it. I think I played it the next night. I think It's a better design game, in my opinion, because it doesn't have that length problem, and it's much more variability. So you can pick... All these different masterminds, which are your big bad guys like Magneto, Loki, Thanos. Um, can't think of any others at the moment. And then there are all these schemes, their plots that they're trying to accomplish. And there's, you know, they're trying to get the Cosmic Cube. They're trying to forge the Infinity Gauntlet. They're trying to rob a bank. There's just all kinds. And each one kind of plays differently. And then there's different groups of bad guys that can go with the big bad guy. So you can have, like, the Brotherhood going with Magneto, or you can have 
just random thugs or you can have shield bad guys or hydra bad guys anyways and then there's all these heroes that you can mix match you pick three to five depending on the player count and basically you're recruiting these heroes to your deck and then you're playing them and you're just trying to beat up the big bad little bads are going through the city and bad stuff's happening but it's just a lot of fun i'm trying to get michelle to play it maybe she will because she said she was interested in the Black Widow movie, but we'll see. And Black Widow's a character you can play in this, so. Yeah, if we don't have any other (laughs) option at the time, I might. If I, I don't know, it took me a long time to play my little side, but now I really like it. I think I like it better than regular size. Crazy. That's madness, but. I know. Uh, It's just if I'm in the mood for something. I think you should try Legendary, though. It's It plays very similar to Harry Potter Hogwarts, and I think it's a little quicker. So, in the one time I've played with more than just myself, I, like, really enjoyed it. Because you can play it cooperatively, or at the end, there's a way to calculate scores. And so you can say, oh, we all won, but this person's the big winner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so, it's like, this person saved more people and beat up more bad guys, and... Okay, so, we'll have to give it a try. We'll give it a try. But that was Marvel Legendary. What's one that you won this week that you want to talk about? I won the Spacegate Odyssey game. Spacegate Odyssey. So this is one I bought on sale. I heard about it on a podcast, and I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I looked at it, and it was kind of pricey. It was like $60 for something I was kind of... I don't know if I'll be able to get it to the table. And then one day a website had it for $12. And I was like, if, if I'm going to get it, it's going to be now. So bought it. It's basically a game where you are colonizing planets from your space station that you are actively building. And building the space station is kind of like a little puzzle where you're trying to close off the open ends but each room in your space station does something different. And the it's tiles that you're taking to build your right. space station. And so you can take a certain amount of tiles if you choose, if you place your worker on basically the build um, room. Room. It's basically a con- yeah. So there's a control room where you have little workers that are moving around and taking these actions. And if I take a action in the the tile room that Michelle was talking about. If she has workers in there, she also gets to take that action. I really liked that aspect of it. Yeah. So I, I mean, there were a lot of things. I, I still can't decide how I feel about this game because I did like, I did like it, and the the tiles worked really well for gaining more workers. They helped you build more. I guess space stations that would get you more points to get you onto the planets so it it felt like you were always accomplishing something like I think I liked that and it wasn't ever too frustrating not to get somewhere like if you're trying to get to a planet you usually could I guess you kind of could block each other off though because you filled up that one planet way faster than I did yeah and I couldn't get it was full basically so as you as you fill up your space station if you are in a certain tile that has a 
certain symbol that matches the planet, then you get to put all your people on this planet and go colonize it. But you can kind of block each other off. Like if, you know, if Zach was going for one planet and I was too and we were trying to... You're trying to get the most of your colonists on the planet, basically. Because each, and each planet has a different scoring mechanism like yeah. it's just completely different too i mean it's like if you're in these spaces it's this many points if you're in these spaces in this direction it's this many points so it's and it's hard to know who's winning at all as you're playing i honestly well zach was way ahead you were like yeah oh, the whole game you were you were way ahead right yeah i was way ahead i had i mean we played the shortened version with we only played with three planets there's the regular game you're supposed to play with five so we were playing with three I pretty much finished, and I was I felt like I was 30, 40 points ahead, and I like went to the bathroom and came back, and Michelle was ahead of me on the scoreboard. I didn't know. It's because you ignored an entire planet. I did. I did ignore it, because that, that tile never came up for me to put it in my space to station. To have a matching symbol. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm just not going to go to that planet. <laughs> yeah, so I pretty much had one planet. I did have one planet to myself, and then it was just blank, empty spaces where... It didn't get filled. Yeah. Yeah, I still really can't decide. I don't want to, like, get rid of it yet. I want to keep maybe playing again. I, yeah. I it's really, really pretty, too. Yeah, it's it's very cute. The The characters are very unique. Mm-hmm. They, they can, um, like, go inside of each other. Like yeah, they so overlay. in the control room, you have engineers. And then the, you can have a chief engineer because there's, like, a little, it's, like, almost a little suit you put your engineer in. It, they almost look like, like a cookie cutter. Yeah, it looks like a one of the, like a gingerbread cookie cutter kind of. But tiny, and yeah. then you can put a meeple inside of a the cookie cutter. That's kind of what I'm just thinking. Yeah, that's a good. I never thought about that, but yeah. I liked that part of it. I like that you could choose to only have three planets out. So if you want the game to go quick, like pretty quickly, you could just play with three planets. But if you were in having more time, you could just pull out more planets. And every planet, again, like you said, had that different. Yeah, and there's, I think there's a total of nine or ten planets. Which helps with playing again and everything. Yeah. So, there's at least five planets we didn't use. I will say it was a solid $12 find. Solid $12, I'll take that. If it had been the 50 to 60, I would have been more like, meh, don't think it was worth that. 12 bucks, yeah. Totally fine. It was less than Agricola Family, which I bought in the same sale. Hmm. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I didn't like about it. That's making me question. Like, can you think of anything? Off the top of my head, no. Just I was a little frustrated because I I don't know I, I felt I felt like I had a good strategy. Oh the there was one scoring thing that I misread where I thought I was going to get points for each room, but you only get points if you have the most of that room. And so there's a way to manipulate that too. So I I had a lot of blue rooms, so I moved the blue score marker all the way to the top of this score track. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get seven points for every blue room. I'm going to destroy her. And then it's like, oh, you only get seven points if you have the most. And I was like, well, yeah, I have the most, so I'm only going to get seven points. And then I think you got five points because you had the most pinks and the most greens. And so. Yeah, and I had, I only had like one less blue room than you. Yeah. 
And the, the rooms are blue, pink, and green. Right. That's, those are the only three colors that you really have to keep up with. So that wasn't too bad. I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, I could see how that was a little tricky. But, I, yeah, like I said, I can't think of any other parts. I can't either. Uh, we need to play it again. now Because it did take a little bit to get the symbology down. Like, what room does what? What tile does what? Yeah, that was a little confusing because you, you really have to look for certain symbols on these tile rooms of your space station and they all do something different. So just trying to get that figured out the first time was tricky. So we definitely want to play that one again. Yeah, but that was Spacegate Odyssey. The last game on our list, neither of us won, and it took us eight hours to play. This is Game of Thrones, the board game, second edition. It was on my top ten, and we played with the Mother of Dragons expansion, and seven players total at the board, right? Yes. Yeah, and it goes up to eight. Yes. Yeah, so Game of Thrones, the board game, you're trying to get seven points, and basically you get points by seven points controlling a castle and that's just getting seven castles yeah but so uh, the reason i said that is because i was the targaryens which is new to this expansion and they don't move up the score track like everyone else does okay and so that's basically everyone else is trying to get seven castles if they get a castle they gain a point if they lose a castle they lose a point I was trying to capture loyalty markers, which are randomly placed out during the game as it goes on, and so I have to go snatch those up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really know what your task was. Yeah. Like, Zach's just over here, like, upset about his dragons and oh, can't get yeah, to that where was... he wants to go, and, and I don't know, but I'm going to try and keep taking some castles, because I, I don't pick this game. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to play this game. <laughs> I've played it probably three times now after this weekend. So, I mean, I was still kind of, I mean, I, I know how to play it. It wasn't like, it was a little bit of like a remembering, recalling. It's just a lot of, it's very slow paced. It is very slow paced. And you feel like you you have this plan, but then something happens and you're going to spend like two rounds, which could be two hours like rebuilding your plan like when all I lost all the power tokens and then I was just spending forever trying to get more tokens and they're like oh no but you have to go to this land you have to conquer this region to get more power tokens which doesn't have a castle so now I'm like deviating from castles just trying to go build up more tokens so that I can eventually yeah it's just a lot but I will say this time we played it I had the most fun that I've ever had playing it and I think it was the longest game that we've ever played, too. Yes. So, it was it was our buddy Matt's. It was for his 30th birthday. And he wanted to play Game of Thrones with as many people as possible. And so, you know, hard to do during the pandemic. But we got seven people to the table. And I had never played with the expansion. And so, and I think he had, because he asked, he was like, I've played with the Targaryens before, and I don't want to 
do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome, you know? And so the Targaryens, they have that different scoring. They also have three dragons. No one else has dragons. And the dragons can go anywhere. And they they start weak. And they get stronger as the game goes on. Well, Matt and Sarah and them, they had played... They played it a couple times, and so they kind of knew the dangers of the dragons, I guess, or how powerful they how could power be. they powerful they could be because it was like round two. Out of ten, there's ten rounds. There's ten rounds. It was like round two, and my dragons are only at like one strength. And Sarah comes and attacks me, you know, and she she says I didn't bet there, and there's I didn't give her a power token on a bidding round, which I'll talk about that in a second. And so she came, like, out of nowhere. Like, it took her several, like, at least two moves, and you only get three moves per round. It took her two of her three moves to come and attack me. Yeah. And then she killed my dragons, my baby dragons. The thing that makes my house cool, she killed them. You had one left. I had one left. <laughs> and But it, I had eight more rounds to go. I know. You got one back eventually. Yeah, but I was, I was, I had to get up and leave the table. I had to go grab a beer. I was very upset. (laughs) I was like shaking, (laughs) but I, it was still fun. That's how the game is. You, you get that mad and, but it's still such, it's still such a good game. I think I might, I, it's possible I might like it more than Spartacus. Like when we played it, I was like. God, I was like, man, I got so mad, but I was, I had so much fun. We were all so close, too. I think that kind of helped, because it was neck and neck. Everyone was moving up the track, or... Well, except for me, until the last round of the game. Yeah, that's true. Last round, of the, I was at one until round ten, and then I started taking some of those point markers. Um, How did you think I did overall? I think you did really well. I think you were next to two people that weren't going to backstab you early. I didn't think Sarah was going to backstab you either. Alicia, I could see her doing that, but not like not in a mean way, but in a logical, this is the best move way. Yeah, I mean, and she even told me, like, this round I'm not, but no promises after that. And... She was in a hard spot, and I really wasn't in her way. Yeah, so you were Tyrell. So you're, like, in the bottom left corner of the map, if anybody knows Which what I really Westeros liked. looks like. I liked being in that spot, because I wasn't in anyone's way, and I wasn't at more of a risk to just be plowed through or whatever. Yes. Yeah. you're in the middle of the board, and people just got to get to where they need to go and to get the castles. So I liked my spot, and I definitely had a lot of alliance with sarah and I yeah y'all to... did until the last round and then you attacked her i wasn't supposed to win I, okay so you have to when you're playing attacks you have you have your decks of cards but you can only refill your cards if you run out so i had to attack to use my last card which was a zero so i knew it wasn't a high number so i really was like i'm gonna lose but then somehow I didn't. Well, not only <laughs> did you you not lose, the card you played let you... Take a token from take her. A to- take one of her 
orders off the board. And so... At this point, it was like, dead hands down, Sarah was going to win, though. Yeah. And this was the only... Th- everyone was telling me, you need to do this. Not, I mean, not... They were, but they weren't. It was just... This made it more interesting. It made it more fun. Because if I hadn't done that, it would have... We would have just... Automat- Sarah would have won. It wouldn't I, have been... Every, as- it made it so much better that you did. Like, just for the game's sake. Yeah. And for how mad Sarah got. Oh, yeah. She got wrong, man. We had been like... This was round probably nine. It was, it was round nine or ten. So we had been like alliances all game i'm like hey like i'm gonna attack you with my ship because (laughs) i need to go pick up my other attack cards so that on round 10 i can go attack and claim these other two castles that i had been planning to get and which i knew i could if i had my whole attack cards back in my hand because then i have my higher strengths back so anyway it made it better because it really was the only way to keep the winner guessing like you know we were all neck and neck and Right. So I think that's that's why I did it. I was like, I want to just if we if we've gone this long, gotta keep making it interesting. Yeah. We don't want to go this long for just a just a hammy hammy win. Yeah. No, it it was great. It's if you're a Game of Thrones fan, and especially the books, even the show. If you like the show too, it's pretty good too. But it's the game is based off the books. So like a lot of the character cards that you saw, mm-hmm. they were their characters in the books, not the show. The, it's neat because you're basically talking to people, making plans with people, and then you're laying down orders secretly. Yeah. And then everybody flips at the same time, and the person that, you know, you made an alliance with, suddenly it looks like they're about to march on you, and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> Thought we had an agreement. But, yeah, there's a lot of trying to just work with someone and be like oh wait hey let me talk to you about this if i do this will you support me and back me if i go fight them will you because you can up your own strength by basically aligning with other people yeah other people if they're touching where you're fighting they can support you or they can support the other person or they can just stay out of it Mm -hmm. and so that's neat and then there are different there's three different tracks too where it's like the iron throne so you get to it's basically the turn order, and whoever's at the top, you get to break ties. The The sword track, you basically, you look at that if there's a tie in combat, you look at that who's ever higher there, and if you're on top of that, you get a sword that you can use to give you a little boost in combat. And then there's the raven track, where it determines if you can play starred orders which are stronger orders and whoever's at the top of that track you can look at you can swap a token after everybody flips if you don't like something you can swap one of your tokens out or you can look at the wildling card that's about to come up and base and there's also this the wildlings are threatening to attack too while all this is happening so it's kind of like the show there's a threat going on in the north but if that happens, it affects everybody, not just the Stark player. So, Correct. So, uh, I mean, that was really the the epic game of the weekend. Yeah. And it had been almost three years since I had played, so... It yeah. Was, I it think was it, good. honestly, you had been over three years. The last... I only had one log of it, so 
it was before I started logging. But the last log I had was me. I think me, Tim, and Bradley played it back in 2017. So it was definitely three years for me. It might have even been four years for you. Wow. And somehow I would dad play it again, even though I just, we got to find a way. Well, I know there are ways to make it not so long using the. Yeah, there's, so there's another expansion that it basically accelerates it in the timeline. So instead of playing 10 rounds, you only play six and every, the board is more filled out because it takes place later in the books. So the, the game we played, it's pretty much starting at book one and then the other one starts at like book four or five. And so everybody's moved around and it's neat. So we'll have to try that one. Yeah, we will. But we need, you need more people. You got to have at least. Well, the, the good thing about it is the expansion we played with this past weekend, it has a system where you basically have people on the board that aren't there. Like the, the Greyjoys were the, the vassal and who's ever on top of the Iron Throne got to control them. But there's you can't take castles away from your vassal, so it's like sometimes you might want to pass on them. You can do that with, as long as you have at least four players, you can do that. But you can't play with the Targaryens unless you have four players. Or okay. five players, I think. Yeah. So that's why he won it. And big game. Just made it epic. And so. Yeah. No, it was good. It was fun. Yeah. Well. And he had the cool game mat, too. I'm going to get that. You want the same one? Yeah. Is that the only it's, one? Yeah, it's the official one from the company. Oh, wow. Because, so, if you don't have the game mat, you know where my little region was across the sea? Yeah. That's where all the tracks are on the old board. Interesting. And so, like, you have to, It's it doesn't make the map consistent. Because it's, like, the tracks, and then there's my part of the board that I was on. So it's, do you have, do we have that expansion? We have that expansion, but I've never played with it. And you just have the board kind of off to the side that you're working with? Yeah, and uh, so it it's not, it doesn't look as good. Yeah, I don't think I would like that. Yeah, so don't worry, it's it's in the works. <laughs> but any other thoughts on Game of Thrones 2nd edition? No, I really can't think of anything else. Do you need the game mat if you're going to play with the shorter version, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're basically getting this game mat. Yeah, it's happening. All right. It's happening. Don't worry. I'm just finding the best price. There's a lot of game mats, then. Yeah. We need to find a good storage method for them. Yeah, if anyone knows any good board game mat storage ideas, we need something. Yeah, and we're talking about, like, just storing them, you know, in your game room or your house or... Not talking about, like, carrying them. Because some people are like, oh, why don't you buy these little bags or whatever. And I was like, but that only holds, like, one. I need it to hold, like, seven. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but, but Epic Game, Game of Thrones, the board game. So you can see, too, why we did our recent plays only this week. And we kind of made it a Michelle versus Zach. Who, whoever won versus... I know we, we didn't win. 
that well. Do we say oh, a tie? Oh, we need I to, yeah. So, yeah. So, Michelle actually almost won the game. You were one power one token. One power token away. One power token away. So, in order, if you leave a castle, you either have to leave troops or you can leave a power token. And Michelle had four castles and she could have taken a fifth, but she didn't have a power token to leave in the one that she was leaving. And so... Because of that, she ended up tying Sarah, and then Sarah had the tiebreaker. Yep. And so, I think it went to, like, the, the second or third tiebreaker, but... Yeah, it, it was a big discussion. Yeah. And it was it was funny, too, because this game is kind of complex. I will say that. It's it's very complex. It's very complex, and... It hurts your brain the whole time. It's it was like, it yeah. was funny how, like, how many times somebody's like, can I do this? And then... I would say, no, you have to do this. And they were like, oh, we've been playing that wrong. <laughs> the rest of them were like, oh, we've been playing that yeah, we had to look, People had to look up several things as we were playing. Yeah. Just to make sure we were because playing Because right. there were definitely stuff. Because there was one card that came up that said I could, I could bring a dragon back. And I was like, oh, I need this. But there was, it said I had to place it in my home area. And my home area was already full of people. And so I couldn't place my dragon. It was very sad. But, but anyways, awesome game. If you got three hours and you're a fan, it it normally doesn't take eight hours, but it's it's a long one. But that was Game of Thrones. So as Michelle was saying before we had that thought, that's why we're only doing recent plays is because we had a lot to talk about in our recent plays. It's been a busy weekend. And we know as we start getting back into some sort of school routine, that our recent plays will probably decline and we'll have more time to talk about our specific topics too. Right. So those are our recent plays. So we're going to briefly update y'all on our board game challenges we have going on. Michelle, do you know or remember what challenges we have? Um, that's a really good question. No, but I'll take a guess. Go for it. We have a ch- or you have a challenge that's playing every game on our shelf. Right, the shelf challenge. That's one of them. We okay. have one more. Oh gosh, is it have something to do with playing a certain amount of games a certain amount of times? Like play this game five times or ten times or sort of. I don't know. So in the past, I've done something like that. What they call a 10 by 10. You play 10 games 10 times each. I've done that. I did that two years ago. And the year before, I did a 5 by 20. So 20 games, five times each. This year, I didn't like my prospects as much in those two regions. So I just was going for 300 plays total. And so... That's you know. It's like a combination. Yeah. Of every of everything and anything, however many times. Yeah. Three hundred times. Just three hundred plays. How close are we? So in the three hundred, we have two hundred and forty plays locked this year. Wow, we're definitely gonna hit that goal. Yeah. So, the definitely starting the podcast has helped in that. I also count my 
champ my Marvel Champions games to that too, and that's helped as well. So play those a lot. Well, and you know this whole quarantine, pandemic life that we live now. Yes, that that has also been a contributing factor. But the other challenge was the shelf. So where do you think we're at in that? First off, how many games do you think we have on the shelf? 105. That's close, 108. Okay. And how many do you think we've played this year? My guess is maybe 60. Very close again. We've played 69. Oh. So we need 39 more plays. But those were our challenges and our updates. We're close on those. We're close. We're going to close them out by the end of the year. I I have faith. We hope you all have enjoyed our recent plays this week and our update to our challenges. If you want to see all the pictures of these games that we play from week to week, follow us at a couple games 2014 on Instagram. And if you have any questions or input or just anything you want to share with us, then you can email at a couple games 2014 at gmail.com. That's right. But until then, until next week, I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this has been A Couple Games. Mm-hmm.